Hey everybody, you're about to tune into another episode of the How It's All podcast, and I wanted to take some time out to say thank you for tuning in and showing your support by listening to the How It's All podcast. I hope you all enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Please subscribe to the How It's All podcast to stay updated with new episodes as well. Thank you all for listening and tuning in, and please continue to do great things. Welcome everybody to the How It's All podcast. This is Jetpack Nick. And I got a special guest with me today, NBA prospect Mike Lenore. How you doing today, my man? How you doing? How you doing? I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm glad to have you on, man. You get to talk some basketball. It's always a good day when we talk basketball. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, man. So, you know, I got you on. And uh, for, you know, for the people who don't know who you are, why don't you, you know, give them a little insight of who, who you are, what you're about, what you get into. Yeah, I'm Mike Lenore. Um, NBA, NBA prospect. Um, I play basketball. You know, I was born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I moved to Dallas, started my sixth grade year to, uh, you know, get better opportunities at basketball. Um, I went to Faith Family High School, won the state championship there, played in the TBL, and now I'm trying to achieve my main goal by going to the NBA. Okay. So how, like, how's that been looking for you? Like, you've been getting some traction from the league or? Oh uh, yeah, most definitely. I've been getting a lot of pub. Uh, a lot of people been getting a lot of. Uh, I've been getting a lot of talks from a lot of people, and you know we just going with the flow right now, seeing what the best options is for me. Okay, okay. So, like, do you got any like workout set up? Like, I don't, I don't know if you do it not, so I don't know if you could talk about it. But I just figured I asked you, like, you got any workout set up or anything? Yeah, we got some workouts coming up uh, later on in this December for some G League teams and NBA teams. Okay, can can you say who or? Yeah, I, um, Mavericks, Philadelphia, the Los Angeles Clippers, Utah, Milwaukee. So those are some of the teams right there. Okay, some some pretty good contenders actually. You know, some some title contenders. That'll be a good look for you, man. That's definitely. Yeah. So so you've been playing ball for how long? Um, as long as I can remember. Actually, like I've been playing ball ever since I've been staying in Louisiana. So I say ever since elementary school, maybe since like. Third, third, fourth, second grade, something like that. So I've been playing for a long time. You know what I'm saying? I've been playing for a while. Uh, you, you've, been, you've been killing the game for a minute, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've been killing. I've been killing. <laughs> I feel you. So you, you're a point guard, right? Yeah, point. I'm PG. Okay. Okay. I, I got a chance to look at some of your highlights, man, before we came on. You, I, I ain't going to lie. You, you definitely nice, man. I, I, I like your game a lot. You, you do a lot of things well, especially at the point guard position. Um. Before I even tell you what I think you do nice, I'm gonna ask you since you know you, you're the Hooper man. Like, what you think you do nice? <laughs> I think I, I think I push the ball well. I think I get my teammates involved well. Like I say, I think I got a a, a nice IQ, so I feel like I know a lot of stuff that's gonna happen before it happens. So I think I can just set set the game up, you know, control the game, and put my teammates in the best position for them to be successful. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that from the highlights, man. Like, you know, I, I like I said, I was I was watching you hoop, and from what I could see, I, I like I like your yeah the pace that you play. Like, you you can definitely change your pace as the game goes along. You you know you can speed it speed it up if you need to. You can slow mm-hmm. the game down, play half court offense. You know, kind of initiate the offense, have your teammates in the right spots, right situations to score and be successful. And then you can go get a bucket yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. I gotta, I gotta be able to do that. Nah, yeah, like, I, I see, I see. A, oh, I don't even know who I could compare you to. Like, like who, who you think you play like in the in the league right now? Um, 
I say I play like in the league. It's kind of hard because I I, I kind of take bits and pieces from everybody. But I mean, I don't know. I can tell you who people say I look like. Everybody, okay. say, I, everybody say I look like Dwayne Wade. Okay, <laughs> uh, damn. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I I get my people compare me to. Some said Dennis Struder or some. I think that's just because of my skin tone. But some said <laughs> Dennis Struder or they give me T. Rozier. Um, I could I could definitely see it T. Rozier for sure. Um, who else? Like Drew Holiday, something like that. Like okay. I, they used to say Drew Holiday when he played with the Seventy Sixers. Though I used to like Drew Holiday. I still like Drew Holiday, but they used to say him when I was real younger. When he was when he was a little bit younger when he played with the Sixers. Right, but I don't know. I, I kind of try to pattern my game after three guys that I always looked up to, which is Chris Paul, Derrick Rose, and his prime, like prime D Rose. Yeah, he's unstoppable. Chicago, and then um, Isaiah Thomas from the Bad Boy Pistons from back in the day. Okay, so I just I try to take you know bits and pieces from their game and add it to mine. So I don't know who I can really. I feel like I'm I'm more of a traditional point guard than a lot of guards in the league, so it'd be hard comparing me because a lot of these guards are they yeah. they like combo guards, they dynamic. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just a I'm dynamic too, but yeah, that's what, a, I was, what I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, dy- I'm dynamic too, but just in a traditional point guard uh, standpoint, you feel what I'm saying? So. Yeah, absolutely. Like like you know you you real. You know, just yeah. like you're, you're, you're an initiator of the offense. You make sure everybody in the right spot, yeah. you know, pass yeah. first, but you yeah. can score if you need to. Yeah, you're, you're not a score Facts. first guard. I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you can basically you can say Chris Paul if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris Paul give you 15 assists, give you 25 points, you know. Facts. Things like that. But I, I, I definitely I definitely feel the vibes. So I, I like that Terry Rosier comparison, though. Like, you you definitely can get to the paint, you know, score over a lot of people. That's what I've seen on the highlights. You know, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen you cross a couple of people <laughs> and yeah. get to the basket, finish with both hands, left and right. Yeah, scary Terry. I, I like I like, I like like Terry Rosier. He's he been getting it in for a while since Louisville. Louisville though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so let me let me ask you this though, because like we we talked a little bit before we came on here, you know, for for the people who don't know, and we was talking some some basketball talk, of course, mm-hmm. and you you mentioned something about Kobe Bryant right now. Kobe Bryant, for for people who know, they listen to the podcast. Kobe Bryant's my favorite athlete of all time, regardless of the sport, right? Right. What influence did Kobe have on you? Because I know that you said Kobe is your favorite player, also. Yeah, Kobe, um, his his biggest influence on me is just, like, every time I watch him play, I see how he separated himself from everybody else. Right. So, once I seen that, then I had to, like, kind of lock in on his personality and who he was as a person so I can kind of figure out how to do the same. You feel what I'm saying? So, I just start watching him on and off the court, just seeing how his work ethic and things, like how he handled himself as a man on and off the court. And that's what just made me, you know, really, really like him as a, a athlete at the time. And he just grew on me, grew on me, grew on me. He kept growing on me. Then I fell in love with his shoes. I remember at one point <laughs> in time, like, when his shoes came out and I was I was young and my feet wasn't that big yet. I think I remember I, wore, I used to wear, like, a four and a half. But their shoes was, like, the lowest that they would go was a five. And I was like, I want the five. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm wearing double socks, triple socks, just yeah. to make sure I get them. Like, so... I remember uh, my dad and his team. I'm like, we got to get Kobe's. That's what I want. I want no other basketball. We're getting Kobe's. So 
Kobe just put that type of inspiration on me. He inspired me, you know what I'm saying? He still inspires me to this day from I look at all his basketball videos, just how he played the game. He was so passionate and fierce. So that's what that's what I think influenced me and inspired me to to really, you know, look at Kobe. And to me, he one of the greatest athletes of all time. No, oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. I just wanted one of the greatest people of all time, like that. The 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 mama mentality. You know, a lot of people talk about that. Like it's it's really something that you can apply to literally anything in life, not even just sports. Yeah, it's to me, it's it's not even like it's like you don't gotta apply really to nothing if that's how you live. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> like if you got a mama mentality, like in your lifestyle then you'll have it in everything that you do, whether it's cleaning up the house, uh, going to play basketball, going to work every day. Like, if you got that mentality, and that's that's why I think a lot of people don't understand, if that's already who you are, then you don't have to apply it to nothing else because that's who you are as a person. So that's what I had to learn, too. Like, you can't you can't just cut it on and off. Like, Kobe, when he went to go do something, he did it with a mama mentality, not just on the basketball court. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that was that was who he was as a person. So that just carried on and everything else. So I just had to learn, like, you know, you can't pick and choose when you want to have a mom mentality. You got to go all in. If you're going to go all in, you got to be all in. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and I, th- I think that's that's like very, very important for for somebody in your position, too. You know, you you you're on the cusp of achieving your dream, making it to the league, man. You know, a, a lot of people don't really get to get the shot to achieve their their dreams and goals unfortunately you know it's, it's just how you know circumstances permit but you you right there like you knocking at the door basically right right, you know, so, right there so so now you know taking that mamba mentality you you were kicking it in the extra gear now you working i'm pretty sure you're working on your game every day you know you 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 playing in the tbl and we'll, and we'll talk about tbl in a second but mm-hmm. you playing in the tbl you got some workouts coming up so i'm pretty sure you taking this as seriously as possible as you should most definitely i have to you know what i'm saying i got it it's the most locked in i feel like i didn't i'd never been because of the situation that i'm in so I feel like, you know, I just face reality. It's not a lot of room for error. So I just try to focus and stay out the way and improve myself every day, not just, you know, on, on the basketball court, but in life. So my dad always told me whoever catch on or whoever catch on first, that's who's the most successful. So that's what I try to do. I try to catch on the fastest. Yeah, yeah more times than not, that's how it go. You, you know, like if, if you're there first, you know, you're able to make the decisions on what happens with it. Yep. Oh yeah, I like that. Your, your dad sound like a smart man. <laughs> yeah, most definitely he is. That's what's up. He he he's he's like he's like your mentor, like you know, through this whole process. Yeah, my dad is my best friend. Like we talk about everything together. We almost do everything together. But he just, you know, what I'm saying we talk to each other every day. We talk about life every day, not just basketball. Sometimes, so like I say, yeah, he he my he like he like my best friend, my best friend, my mentor, all that. So. Uh, it's what's up. That's especially important to have, like, you know, especially, like, with something like this. You know, like I said, you you on your way to the league. You know, it's only just a matter of time now. You know, so definitely having somebody that you trust that much to, you know, talk about whatever your deepest fears, you know, um, basketball, whatever, life in general, like you said. Yep. It's very, very important to have somebody in your corner like that to kind of take that load off your back, if you will. I have to. Got to. 
Yeah, so shout out, shout out to your dad, man, for sure. Yeah, got to give him a shout out on the pod, the How Talk Pod, man. Yep. <laughs> All right, so so let's talk about the uh, TBL, man. Like I, like I said, for for me, I really didn't even know what the TBL was until a couple of days ago, and through you actually. But for you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know. So why don't you fill us in on what the TBL is? Um, TBL is the third professional basketball league in the, in the country. Um, you know, you got the NBA. You got the G League and then the TBL is right up under it. So, uh, I feel like TBL, well, I don't feel like I know. It's growing every day. I mean, it got a lot of great athletes from the NBA overseas or, you know, guys that play it all over the world. It's a great experience to get some exposure, to get your name out there more. It's a great experience to get to the next level. So, that's what I, that's what the TBL is for me. Um, that's what it basically is. And like I said, like it's growing every day. When I was in the TBL, which was last year, it started not too long ago, um, maybe like four or five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, four or five years ago. Um, like they had twelve teams. They had twelve teams the last year I played. And this year they have thirty and they still well, they got thirty two now. I'm sorry, they got thirty two. So they just growing, they gonna they all over the country, you know, they got teams everywhere and it's just expanding and growing as an organization, not just basketball wise. So the TBL, it's a great organization, and they're trying to change change the world in some type of way through basketball. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So it's a, it's a great organization, great thing to play in. And, you know, I, I love the TBL. They gave me a, a great chance to not only play in that league, but a, a, a great shot to – I mean, a great chance to add that to my resume and get a, a real legitimate shot at going to the NBA. Okay. And so who, who's actually in the TBL along with yourself that, like, that people might know? Um, well, I know Steve Francis, he, I think he's trying to, what, own a team or something like that? He's trying to own a team. I'm pretty sure people know who he is, but he doesn't play. Uh, people that y'all might know in the TBL, I mean, y'all probably have to do some research, but it's a lot of NBA players, a lot of players that play Division One that's supposed to be really good. Um, Lance Stevenson might play in it. Oh, Really? Yeah, Lance might play in it. Shouts out to Lance Stevenson, man. Yeah, but you know, it's just got a a lot of a lot of names. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people that people don't know about, and they get in the TBL, and you know that's kind of how they how they make their name or get to the next level, whether it's overseas or to the NBA or something like that. So it's just those type of guys. You know what I'm saying? You got to actually see them to find out who they are. Because me right. coming in, I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm I'm looking I'm like, okay. Cause you know it's a lot of pros all over the world that people just don't know about. Like, yeah, there were some guys that there were some legitimate pros that I played against that I was like, yeah, these guys are like they really good. Like, I really gotta, I gotta play. You know what I'm saying? They not no pushovers. These ain't no scrubs. So it's those type of guys that if you don't bring your A game every day, you're gonna get messed over. You're gonna get walked on. Okay, so hmm, let me let me ask you this then. So out of out of all levels of basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from I guess elementary school to middle school, high school, prep school, up into the TVL. Who who would you say was your toughest matchup? Uh, my toughest matchup, I would say. Um, I played against a. I'm trying to think. It's that's a hard question because, like, I don't really look at it as like, dang, he cold. I gotta go against him. I look at it like. <laughs> He got to play against me, too. That's so, a fact. You know what I'm saying? But I would say my toughest matchup, it would be two dudes. I'd say two. Um, 
I say this year in the TBL, I played this 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 big strong guard. He went to Texas Tech, and we they played. That's when we was in New York. We played against Albany. He was a big strong guard. He, you know, what I'm saying, he he kind of threw his way around a little bit, dropping his shoulder, and you know, what I'm saying, he was the best rebounder in the league at the time. So he was he was he was solid. You know, what I'm saying, he was solid. So uh, he was tough. He was tough, but. When I seen him again, he got his issue. You know what I'm saying? I had, 40, <laughs> I, had I had I had forty and fifteen on him. Oh yeah, talk um, your yeah, talk, had, man. Talk your talk. I had forty and fifteen on him. So, like I said, he he was he was straight though. He was tough, but uh, and it's just how he played the game. It wasn't even like, see, that's how I feel like I'm a basketball player. So if a dude if a dude just doing all this scoring and you know this type of stuff like. I mean, the scoring is the easiest thing to do in basketball. You know, anybody can throw a shot up and go in. But it's how he was playing. He was banging the boards up, getting a lot of rebounds. Yeah, very physical. You know what I'm saying? He was getting a lot of rebounds. He was being physical. He was playing defense. He was running his team well. So, I just feel like that night, and they won that day. So, you know what I'm saying? But uh, the other dude I would say would be my like my ninth grade year. I played against uh, Trayvon Duvall. Okay. I played that, against, that's the name I know. Yeah, I played against him. And um, well, really, their whole team was tough. API at the time, they had him, Terrence Ferguson, Billy Preston, Mark mm. Vital, all them dudes. But I, I was, know, a, I know I was all the names. Yeah, I was a freshman at the time, so I uh, I'm like, oh yeah, we played him, and that was his first time, like I guess coming to Dallas or playing with API, and that was our first game. So we played against them, and I'm a little freshman. Who do I went crazy like. My coach, my coach that I have now, he was at the gym. I didn't even know who he was, but they played in the same league, like the same little fall league for school. But Trayvon Duval, he came in there. He he did his thing, but it was just that I was a freshman at the time. He was like a junior or a senior, I think. So he was so much more mature than me and more athletic and, you know, all types of stuff. But he was tough. You know, he was fast. He was athletic. But I think I was smarter than him, though. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I used, I used his stuff. I used my advantage. As in, okay, I already know he. I'm smaller, so he's gonna drop his shoulder every time. I got him with like three charges. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, I'm like, he, he, okay, he faster than me, so I'm gonna back up and make him shoot. He ain't no, he wasn't no good shooter like that to me. So you know what I'm saying? Just that type of stuff. But he was a tough player to, co- to contain, most definitely. But you know, he had to see me on the other end too. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, you know, for for people who who play sports or like you know real real sports people. You gotta understand, like it's it's definitely two ways you gotta play, man. Offense and defense. I'm trying to tell you, like, and I know, I don't know what he was doing, but I know we was in shape for sure. I know I was in shape. Gotta my be. Coach, my coach made us run cross country, like before hmm. the season even started. So I was running cross country. I I was on JV on cross country. You know, that's just for the team to get in shape and stuff like that. Right. But I was so good, they put me on varsity, like. So I know I was in shape. I could run all day, but that's why I, that's another that was another one of my advantages. Like once I'm in the game and I'm playing good, coach not taking me out. So okay, so running so, all day. So, so let me ask you this then. So you know when, when you matched up with it with another point guard, right, or any guard for that matter, yeah. What would you say are your advantages most of the time against whoever <clears throat> your matchup is? Um, nine times out of ten, I'm faster than every point guard that I play against. Uh, I feel like no point guard when I'm on the court playing against him, his IQ is better than mine. Um, um what else? It's just uh, my mentality, like my will. Like I feel like you're not gonna outlast me. You know what I'm saying? 
Right. And I, it's my mentality, like, I take pride in things. So if I know, okay, he's supposed to be good or I ain't even got to know. Like, it's just like I take pride in, okay, you're not finna score on me or I'm finna, I'm finna make sure my team get a good possession in every time. And, like, I'm just a competitor. So um, every point guard I play against, I try to – like my dad always tell me, you take the head off the snake, the body, the body is done. So you take the head off the snake, which is the PG from the other team, then they done. So yeah. I know, I know, I got to kill him. I got to take him out the game from the jump. And after that, the rest is history. So I just come in trying to do that, that exact thing. Okay. No, because like I said, I, I was watching your highlights, and I, I, I told you, for me watching you, like I definitely love your, your pace that you play at being able to change paces, like I said, play half court if you need to, or if you want to break, you know, you're able to, you know, switch the gear, you know, put put the defender on, on the heels and get yep. to the basket, you know, get them in foul trouble. You know, I, I think that um, a lot of people don't really pay attention to pace of play. Like, That's pace of play in- is very, yeah. very important. That's one of the most important things, especially for a guard. Change your pace. You can't go one speed all the time. You can't just go slow or you can't just be fast. You got to know how to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? So, and like you said, like, that film, like, I was 18. I was 18. My last game that we played, I'm 19 now, turn 19 in April. That that game, that last game that I played, what I had, like, that's the one that I played against the guard from Albany when I had, like, 40 or 39, something like that. But I was 18 then, and that was, like, in February, right? It was, like, in February. Oh, that that was in March. And uh, I'm way better than that now. Like, way better. I'm bigger, stronger, like, IQ better, all type of stuff. So, that's what, you know, that's what the virus did. It just took away from that type of stuff. So, but, I mean, it is what it is. You know, we still going to keep, we going to get going regardless. No, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, like I said, or like you said, too, you always got to improve your game in whatever aspect, whether it be mentally, like mentally, physically, you know, skill-wise, working on your All, jump or yeah. whatever. Definitely got to keep working on your game. All aspects. That's what I try to improve. I'm trying to improve all aspects because, you know, especially me being me, the underdog, I'm playing the underdog role. I've been underdog my whole life. They already looking for error. So, you, like I said, you know, I got to face reality. I can't really have a lot of room for error because, for one, I'm not 6'3", 6'4", you know what I'm saying? So I got to be almost perfect. I got to be extravagant. I can't just be okay. You feel what I'm saying? If a person, because you look at it like this, this is reality. Like, I can I can be I can be good at my height, and somebody that's 6'3", 6'4", can be okay, and they still will take him. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's just how life goes. So you got to almost be perfect. You feel what I'm saying? So... That's why I'm just trying to get better at everything. And so you you mentioned being an underdog for for most of your of your basketball life, right? Yep. What what made you the underdog? Um, I would say what made me the underdog is my my not want to be a fit in type of person. Uh, what you mean then, by that? Like when I was younger, I wasn't one of those guys who wanted to go play with everybody who was supposed to be good. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. A lot of these dudes, they was in a draft that I, I didn't play against and kill. I I, I could have been on their team. They coach wanted me to come on their team, and they wanted me to come, but I, I wasn't that type of dude. I wasn't no fit in type of guy. I was always wanted to play against them and show everybody like I'm I'm that dude. Like they not really that. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I was that type of dude, and I've been an underdog since. Like 
especially moving to like I wouldn't know uh I would say the underdog in Louisiana because I'm from Louisiana. Everybody right. know everybody know me, everybody know my pops, yada yada. But coming up here, it's a whole nother world. So and in Texas is so big, like you got Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, like everybody is so big. It's you know, it's the biggest state in the country. So just coming here, I was underdog, especially being from another another place. So I was an outsider to them. So I just had to prove myself time and time again. And that's the crazy part about it. No matter how many times you prove yourself, you know what I'm saying, they still gonna put that other dude before you because this his hometown. That's who mm-hmm. they've been knowing their whole life. But they, it come with that. You gotta that's that's where I feel like standing up on all 10 come in. You're going to lay down and fit in because you know that, or you're going to keep going and, you know, stand 10 tall and, and not don't compromise and believe in yourself. So that's what I did just through high school and everything. You know, I, I didn't go to Faith Family at first. I went to DeSoto. Then I went to Faith Family. And then, you know, that's when I kind of flourished a little bit. We won state. Then I still was underdog after that. Ain't really getting no looks like that. Came to CYM. Um, did my thing here. This the first, this was like, maybe I'll say the second time. My freshman year, Coach Mobley, he believed in me. Just some stuff happened with him. So, you know, he lost a job or something like that. But um, like I said, with my coaching them here, they was the first, well, i say the second people to, like, believe me all the way and not necessarily treat me as the underdog. You know what right. I'm saying? But, but they know, because they've been the underdog at, at times. Like, they didn't deal with stuff like that. But like I said, you know what I'm saying, they believed in me and that's that's why we going. I just glad I found I found the right people to be around to not only just push me, but I can help push them too. Yeah, I'm actually glad you said that too because I was actually having a conversation with somebody who was talking about basketball, and I I brought up the point of situation really really matters in sports. You know, yeah. being being in a situation where you got a coach that lets you play your game, you around teammates that make you better, like you're not. You you're not just thrown to the wolves basically with yeah. a with a with a terrible team, a terrible organization, terrible coach. Like I I've seen a lot of great, great players just falter out because they were just in bad situations. And I seen pretty okay players, you know, blow up because they was in a tremendous situation. So yeah, that's, you know, is that that's good that you said that, that that you was in a good situation. Yeah, that's 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 a fact what you just said. Like everything that you said is a fact. It's all about situation and opportunity. Like if you in the, put it like this, if you in the right situation nine times out of ten, you're gonna get the opportunity. For sure. But if you're not in the this, you know, the good situation, then nine times out of ten, you're not gonna get a good opportunity unless it's a miracle or something. But like you said, it's a lot of okay dudes that's in the right situation. They get a chance to the chance that they dream or even achieve the dream, but it's a lot of dudes that's cold and good, they don't have the opportunity. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We never know if they're going to reach their dream. But like you said, everything you said, that's true. Like, and at the end of the day, it's life. You know, life ain't fair, but right. you got to, you, when you're against all odds, it's hard. But, hey, is you going to quit or what? No, nah, yeah, I mean, like, and, and even that, though, like, I, I feel like even with that kind of mentality, though, like, it's it's still not a guarantee that that is always going to work out, though, right? Regardless yeah. of whether you got that strong will or not. It's, yeah, it's it's a, that situation is crazy. Yeah, it's not a it's not a guarantee at all, but you never know what's gonna happen if you stop. <laughs> no, that's a fact. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not saying stop at all. I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah, like, no. even, even if you don't stop, that's not it's not guaranteed that it's still gonna work out, which is very very unfortunate. But like you said, it's life and it ain't fair. Yeah, that's facts. I'm I, no, I wasn't like trying to disagree with you. I'm just letting, I'm just saying like 
you you just never know what's gonna happen if you do stop. You can be that close. You can be yeah. that close to achieving something. And if you stop, you it'll never happen. You feel what I'm saying? Like dude told me on one of the last interviews, and that stuck with me for a while. Or it's gonna stick with me for the rest of my life. Like it are he said it already happened. Time just ain't caught up yet. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it like that. It already happened. Time just ain't caught up yet. So, like you said, I'm I'm right. Well, like we know, I'm right there at the door. So, once I get my foot in, it's over with. Yeah, I mean, and and then, and then I I would tell you this too. Like, I, I would tell you to think about it like this. Even though you haven't got to where you want to go yet, you right there. So everything that's from here up to that point should be cake for you right now. Like, yeah, it should it should be very very easy. All you got to do is hoop do the right thing, like do whatever it is you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And you put yourself in a tremendous situation to achieve your dream. Like you really just got to do what you've been doing your whole life right now, which is hoop and, and just be good, bro. Thanks. So that, that, that's Kate. And the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm able to tell you this and hopefully, you know, you take something from our conversation right now on how to a podcast. Like mm-hmm. hopefully you can say, yo man, I was talking to Nick, man. And, you know, he said this, like, he, 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 he motivated me to be like, yo, I'm right here. I just got to keep, I got to keep working at it, which yeah, is why facts. I'm happy I got this platform because now I'm able to actually tell people, like, what I be thinking, you know, from afar. Like, yeah, you know, you, you yeah, can't, yeah. you can't tell everybody, yo, like, damn, like, I, I see you doing good, but now that I got the podcast, I can literally talk to you like I'm doing now and say, yo, I see what you're doing, bro. You're doing good. Just keep it up and you're going to make it. Most definitely. And that means a lot to people, you know, like this words hold a whole lot of weight. And, and you know, whenever I'm talking to people, I don't take it lightly because I know how much power words have, man. Facts. They do. You know, every uh, some 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 words or some phrases, some quotes like they still live today from so long ago, because like you said, they so powerful. Like, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people use that as testimony. Like so and so said this. And I stuck with that for the rest of my life. And now look where I'm at today. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's power. Words are powerful. You got to watch how you use them. Yeah, man. But let, you know, let's, 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 uh, let's step away from basketball for a little bit. I want to ask you about, uh, like, what like what do you do outside of basketball? Like, do you have any, like, activities that you like to do outside of ball? Yeah. Outside of basketball, pretty much. <laughs> outside of me working out, working out every day, playing basketball, um, I ain't gonna lie to you, I don't do too much. I've been trying to <laughs> I'm I'm finna get ready to start my own podcast, just like you, Nick. Trying to get no, trying to get started. Go. So I'm finna get ready to start my own podcast. But other than that, I just I just really spend time with my family. I spend time with my folks. Um and I like to shop a lot. I like a lot of shoes and clothes. <laughs> so that's what I do. I just be chilling, man. I try to stay out the way as much you. as possible. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you. Uh, let's talk about this podcast thing. We on a podcast, right? So we, yeah. Let's talk about podcasting. So, what, what made what make you want to start your own podcast? Cause man, it's like I feel like I got a lot of topics, or I got a lot of stuff to talk about that a lot of people can relate to. You feel what I'm saying? And right. My podcast not gonna be not not so much necessarily just sports because I'm a basketball player, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be like sort of a sort of a, a, a life type of thing, like. I want to, I want people who play sports or play sports or whether you're an actor or you want to start your own podcast or whatever the case it may be. You feel what I'm saying? And right. I got a lot of, and I got a lot of people that I know that's, you know, that's up there pretty much, you know what I'm saying, in life 
that I know that I want them to be on my podcast to, you know, get it jumping or whatever. Like one of my homeboys, shout out Benley, Benley Green. He he's a he's an actor. He plays on all type of TV shows like Snowfall. He played on a New Edition movie. Really? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Uh, him, I, I need I need to Google that dude. Yeah, shouts, ben, shouts out to you, man. <laughs> yeah, him. Um, I got a lot of basketball players that either in the league or they high major division ones, or you know, just people to talk about and like more so on some life stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to see, trying to let the outside world know that, bro, you're not too far from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So right. everybody can relate some way, somehow, whether it's in life, basketball, or whatever the case may be. But and I want to have fun on my podcast too. You know what I'm saying? Like how we just talking, having a conversation. So that type of stuff. I've been saying, I've been saying my podcast ever since I was in prep school. And everybody <laughs> been taking my ideas. I'm talking about, I'm talking about all the smoke with Matt Barnes and them. <laughs> they took my ideas, and then I see Kevin Durant and Kyrie want to start a podcast all of a sudden. I'm like, golly, man. But nah, I'm still gonna start mine. I gotta, you know what I'm saying? I, I gotta figure out what the name gonna be, and we just gonna we gonna get it started from then on. There. No, that's what's up, man. It's it's, it's interesting because I got you know generally when I have people on here, not not a lot of them say yo I want to start my own podcast. So shit, yeah, like, let's flip it a little bit. Ask me some questions about podcasting. I asked you about basketball. You can ask me about podcasting. All right. So first off. What I want to ask you about podcasting is, what was the what was the most difficult thing about starting your podcast? Like, what was the the hardest thinking part that you had to had to go through to be like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, or this how I'm gonna this how I'm gonna run my podcast? Um, damn, you started off with some hard questions. <laughs> See, look, that's the thing though. If you get if you get past the hard questions, then everything else easy because you know where to go from there. You feel what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. Like I rather get the hard part out. Like when I used to do my homework in little boy, I get I used to do math first every time because I know oh, everything yeah. everything else a cakewalk, and I hated math. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna just get the hard part out the way. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, everything else just it's just a, a a smooth little breeze. Um, okay, so to answer your question, what was the hardest part about starting a podcast? Um, I would say tr- trying to find a schedule to do it. Like, I-, I had all my ideas ready and set mm-hmm. up and everything because I, I did like different podcasts, you know, before the Howl Talk podcast. And, you know, they, you know, it's it's easy. Like, you're just talking. I, I talk to people. I-, I do it pretty well, I like to think. <laughs> So, you know, that wasn't the problem. The problem was just trying to find a schedule to continue to do it. And then, you know, when you try to get people on, you know, everybody got a different schedule. Right, so, right. you know, so it, it, it was tough to, you know, kind of make plans and stick to them. But, you know, luckily, I'm, I'm you know, now I'm able to have a set schedule. You know, I, I drop a podcast uh, every Tuesday now. Mm hmm. You know, so that that's a good thing. Uh, I'm able to talk to a lot of different people. I expanded my my connection list, so that gave me more people to talk to. You know, more people than you know different schedules. So if somebody got to have an open slot. You feel me? Facts, facts. <laughs> you know, so that that I think that would be the hardest, or would have been the hardest thing for me is just trying to uh, stick to a schedule or get people to come on in, in their free time. Right, right, right. And I think that'll be big for me, too, because especially me still playing basketball and, you know, just getting at the peak of things, 
I'll be busy and other people will be busy too. So yeah, right. <laughs> so it's just the, the the schedule part of it. But I think yeah, that that was. I'm glad you answered that for me, so I can, you know, kind of figure out some ways how to run things. But um, yeah, just go ahead. I keep asking me questions, bro. I like this. This is actually fun answering yeah. the questions. <laughs> uh, let me see what else. Um, like when you when you're doing your podcast. Do you base your questions off what you want to ask the person? Like, like I'm gonna ask them this regardless, or like you? Okay, well I can that kind of explains itself because it's kind of like what you did with me last night. You kind of feel a person out, and then you know how to go from there with them, right? Right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Cool, cool. Because I know a lot of people like in interviews or podcasts or radio shows, whatever the case may be, like they're going to ask certain questions regardless whether you like it or not. And to me. That's flaky and corny. I don't like that. You feel right. what I'm saying? Like, why would you ask a person about a pending case that they got? Yeah. And you know that they can't speak on that. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just um, that type of stuff. But well, um, well, I, can, I can answer the question for I can like literally answer it though. Um yeah. uh generally I, I ask people questions on things that I'm like I'm pretty sure can can create a dope conversation. Like the questions I tend to ask are just talking points, honestly. Like it's not like the main point of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like it's, right, it's, right, it's right. just something to reference. And then once we talk about it, whatever we talk about after that, that's the you know that's that's the the meat and potatoes of the of the conversation. Um, like you said yesterday, like we, like we talked off record, and you know, like I, I just I just wanted to introduce myself formally and everything, so that way you know who I was, and you mm-hmm. know I know who you was, and you know, and, and I asked you, I, I asked you, like, is there anything specific that you don't want to talk about? Because right, I, right, I, right. I, I got I got to respect people, uh, I got to respect people's, you know, that's definitely I got to respect people's right to say, nah, I want to leave that alone, like. You yeah, know, yeah, like you you don't want to talk about everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But some some yeah. people say shit. You ask me whatever, and I talk about it. And I'd be like, all right, well, you told me, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, <laughs> facts, facts. So, so yeah, that, I think that's what I would say. Like, I, I, I do have questions, and I do have some set questions, but generally, they're not even the main part of the conversation I want to have with the person. Is just a talking point to set it up, and then we'll just go from wherever we go. Right. And this this probably be one of the most important questions because I know a lot of people when they start things and they don't go like how they plan it to go or it don't happen as fast, then they tend to like back up off it or slow down or get away from it a bit. So like when you first started your podcast or any time when you had it, um, like what was the most boringest, slowest part about it to where you was like, man, like. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it wasn't up and going as fast or or you didn't like you wasn't people wasn't able to come or they wasn't able to get on or whatever the case may be. Or if you even had any slow parts. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No, actually, I, that's, that might be the best question you asked me all day. <laughs> um, so I, I would say this the worst part or the slowest part uh generally was trying to get people on that I really wanted to have on. Like, it, it, you know, most of the time it would be like friends or like people who I know, like, you know, like real well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, you know, like, like I said, everybody got their schedule, so you can't really be mad at it. But, 
you know, like you'd be like, damn, bro, like I just I just need like 40 minutes of your time, like 40 yeah, minutes out your day. Like, can we just talk <laughs> for like 40 minutes? And they'd be like, no, nah, man, I'm tired. I, yeah. I, I almost got a whole new set of friends. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I almost replaced every everybody. Shouts out to my <laughs> friends, you know, they they all been on the podcast, you know, once, twice. Or have many times. I love all y'all, man. But yeah, I almost replaced y'all. I don't know if I told y'all that, but I, I'm telling y'all this on the How to Talk podcast. I almost replaced y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, nah. that, that, that's that's it, though. I, I would say that that was the the worst thing, or like the 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 thing that kind of slowed me down a little bit. Was yeah. just, was just you know trying to get people on. Everybody's schedule is is different, especially now with COVID and everything. You know, people don't, you know, don't be in the mood to talk or they just be trying to spend time with their family, which I completely right, right. understand and get, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, t- I totally understand that. Yeah, because yeah. I think when I first start mine, mine's going to pretty much be like yours, like uh, start off with more so some people I know to get comfortable with things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my first couple podcast shows or whatever the case may be, like do some of my teammates and do my coaching them, um, do my pops. Like, people like that. You feel what I'm saying? So, just to get it to the hang of things. Plus, I do those people first because they pretty much why I am I'm, I'm, I am where I am today. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, I'm trying to think. If I yeah, you, you bro, you, you, can, you can ask me as many questions as you want about podcasts. Yeah. Who, who's, the, who's the most, like, intriguing or funniest or whatever the case? Like, why I'm talking to this person that you had on your podcast? Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two answers. All right. So the first answer is uh that episode hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got you. I, I, I have it, but it ain't come out yet. So I won't say who it is uh-huh. until it comes out. But for the episodes that did come out, um I would say uh, okay, I'll give you two answers for that too. Uh, I would say my my homegirl dope queen. She she's kind of like my like my co-host, if you will. So mm-hmm. me and her, me and her would talk about different conversations. Um, and you know, it it they'll they'll be really really insightful, um, amazing conversations. Like it's it's real smooth. Um, you know, like we talk about a lot of different things. So every time I talk to her, is always something new and and refreshing and fun to talk about. Um, the most fun conversation I had was, uh, with, with a few of my friends from college, we talked about relationships. Uh, the episode is called relationships or whatever it's called these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that episode was amazing. It was, it was me and four of my friends from college, you know, friends that I still talk to to this mm-hmm. very day. Um, that conversation was all over the place. <laughs> It, that that was the most fun I think I had on the podcast in a long time. Yeah, and this is my this is my last question right here. All right, what's the like? What what was the feeling you got when your your podcast? Like you know, remember when I said it started slow and everything? Like, right. What was the feeling that you got when everything got like up and rolling to where people was contacting you? Like, hey, you wanna you know what I'm saying? You wanna do this guy on your podcast or? Would you mind interviewing him on your podcast? Like, what was the most, what was the best part about your podcast when it got up and rolling? Like, what was your happiest moment? Okay. Um, I would say my happiest moment was me allowing myself to enjoy it. Right. 
generally I'm I'm one of those people who look past the present moment. Like like I'm like, what's next? Like yeah, like yeah. like like what's next? Come on, like I, I I'm trying like, I'm trying to talk to Jay Z, man. Where yeah, can I, like, where can I get the hold? Like, <laughs> like like you know I'm I'm in that kind of mindset. So like if I if I'm like real determined on getting a goal, like I'm like all right, that's cool. Like I'm talking to to this person or that person, but I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to get somewhere different. You know what I mean? But yeah. But since I've you know I've been gaining some traction and you know shouts out to the House All Podcast supporters for listening and allowing me to you know, do what I do, I, I actually, for once in life, allowed myself to enjoy progress I made. Mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with, with somebody uh, a little while ago, and they asked me, they was like, Nick, if you could talk to yourself from, i say, like, late last year, like, like, you know, like, like October, November, December of last year, 2019, and you could tell that, Nick, what this Nick has done right now, what do you think he would say? And I would say, uh, I think I'll be like, damn, I, I, I did some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but being in the present, like it's, it's easy to just be like, eh, it is, it's, it's something regular. Like it ain't even nothing crazy. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm still like, I know where I want to get and I'm not there yet. So right. like, it, it's, it's easy to, to just, you know, put that to the back burner but the fact that now i'm actually allowing myself to be like yo you really doing what you said you wanted to do mm-hmm. and yeah that shit is happening fast bro it's, it's yeah. happening very fast but i'm taking it in stride and any opportunity to talk to somebody i'm i'm taking it because it's just really good to um build connections with people mm-hmm. and and then on top of that you never know what this person's gonna become. Facts. Like I'm like I'm talking to you. Like, you know, like I'm like we 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 built, you know, a little bit before we even got on the podcast and we built it now. But mm-hmm. and like I said, you my man now. Like like regardless of this just being a podcast, like I plan on we we gonna talk even after the podcast. Yeah, facts. <laughs> but like like as of right now, like I'm I'm talking to you, you in the TBL shit. You could be an all star point guard in the next three years. Most definitely. Like, I'll be like, yo, I had all-star guard Michael Lenore on my podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, so I, I, I hold a lot of that um, near and there it's just because I'm like, yo, it's, it's just real good to build relationships with people, especially now, bro. Like, you know, like you, like you never know now, especially with mm-hmm. COVID and everything. So yep. you, you got to treasure all these relationships that you got with people. And, you know, just just try to, be, you know, become better and actually allow yourself to enjoy the moment. Facts. Got you. And I, I know that was long winded, but. Nah, that's, <laughs> that's what I needed. That's what I need to know. But, yeah. Yeah, that's it for me. Oh, all right. Yeah, that shit. That was fun. I, I like I like answering the questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to I got to come on your podcast whenever you make it. Uh, yeah, facts. You're going to be on there. Oh yeah, and I, I want to have you back on here too. Yeah, especially back. especially when uh when when you finish your your workouts and everything, your tryouts for for those uh for those NBA teams. Yeah, we are gonna set that up. You know, just tell Fago and Fago gonna handle the rest. Oh yeah, for sure. Shouts out to Fago, man. Or or you just hit me up. You know. Oh yeah, most up. definitely. Yeah, I got I got your direct contact. Yeah. Yeah, but but I, I think I think that was all the questions for me too, man. Like I, I I'm, I'm gonna let you go. I appreciate you coming on the How to Talk podcast and talking with me. I appreciate you too. For sure. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I said, we, we got to do this again. And whenever you, you start your podcast, I'm I'm coming on there for sure. Yeah, most definitely. You're going to be on there. We're going to have fun, man. Sex. Yeah, all right. Well, with that being said, this has been another episode of the How It's All podcast with me, Jetpack Nick, and my special guest, my guy, Mike Lenore. Shouts out to you, my brother. Shout out to you, too. Shout out to everybody else for listening, man. He got a great podcast. Appreciate all the support. All the supporters, me and my man, Nick. So, appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank y'all. That's the most important, man. We couldn't do this without y'all. Thank you to the How It's All podcast supporters. And we'll definitely be back with another episode. Thank you again, Mike. Thank you. All right. Peace. Peace. Hey everybody, this is Jetpack Nick, and you just listened to another episode of the Howl Talk Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, topic ideas, or you yourself would like to come on as a guest on the Howl Talk Podcast, you can reach us at our email, thehowltalkpodcast at gmail.com, and across all social media platforms at the Howl Talk Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, no talk is too shallow over here at the Hollow.